Radio. Man, I've never been this angrier in all my life. Oh, whoa, whoa there, Casper. <laughs> How you doing, man? Just uh, sit down. Just uh, watching that classic film on Road Dog. Oh, you're, you're a little wound up there, buddy. How you doing? No, I don't know if you heard, but I was overlooked for a film, and I am not happy. Oh man, I know what that's that feeling. That's that's hard. I mean, I'll tell you, I I, I felt the I felt the same way when they uh, when they got Jake Busey to do that direct video Roadhouse movie sequel and. Didn't even get a call on that one. It, it, it stings, let me tell you, brother. And I bet he did it for less money than you got. Let me just... let me just. Oh, more than likely. Patrick, let me just tell you something. I don't know if you heard about a movie called Ghost Rider, but look, it's me, a ghost. Why am I not the Ghost Rider? Well, I mean, it's... I mean, he's a, he's a badass motorcycle hero. Uh-huh. There's a song about it and everything. Uh-huh. I mean, you, 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 you're, you have a lollipop right now, and I've never seen you ride a bicycle. <laughs> And it's delicious, but unsettling. But the point is, I was passed over for someone else. I don't even know who ended up being in that movie. I'm assuming another ghost. Oh, well, let me just um, see that article. Oh no, man, this is this is all right. And they they got a uh, Nicholas Cage doing it. He's he's fine. Oh no, he died. No, he's he's not a ghost. What? That's the whole thing you're complaining what? about. Right, he's not a ghost. What? Oh. So, I mean, but I mean, it's kind of, I mean, are you upset because you got passed over or because they've got someone who's not a ghost playing someone Ghost Rider? not a ghost and I got passed over. Patrick, it should have been you. I remember Ghost. You are a ghost. You should, you were a ghost and ghost. You should have got no, the well, part. Casper, Casper, man, calm, calm down, brother. I'm, 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 I'm a ghost now, but when I made that movie, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Whoopi wasn't a medium, if you get what I'm saying, and and I wasn't a ghost. What? You mother fuck. You know when I pick a movie, that's when I'm under pressure now. The question always comes back to me, what will they think? Welcome, 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 welcome. It's another episode of What Were They Thinking? A podcast about questionable to bad movies. Bad to questionable. Whatever. I don't care what order you go in. Choose your, make, choose your own adventure, just like those great books. Um, I am uh, your co-host, Brendan. And joining me, of course, is the... Uh, I don't remember their character's name, so I'll just say the Sam Elliott to my Nicolas Cage. Nathan. I'll take that. Yeah, I was I was gonna say Eva Mendez, but I held back. I got, now I gotta get now I've got mustache envy. You gotta get that. Did you say I gotta get that mustache in me? No, I said I've got mustache envy. Oh, I just yeah. I, I'm assuming that's what full the, and bushy like Sam Elliott. I'm assuming that's what the ladies say when they see Sam Elliott and they start swooning. They're like, "Oh, I gotta get oh, that mustache in me." Thousand percent, that's what they say. It's Sam <laughs> fucking Elliott, man. <laughs> gotta get all up in that sweet stash. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nathan, we uh, we've got, we've got quite a movie this week to uh, to talk about. 
We do. However, it's the more dignified of the two when you get right down to it. Which isn't saying a lot, but... I mean, it kind of is when you think about it. I mean, more dignified than Spirit of Vengeance, I don't think is a super complimentary thing. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. Like, this this movie, it, it, I mean, we're not... I, I almost feel like it's weird that we're talking about this one and not Spirit of Vengeance. Well, this was a... Uh, well, I mean, this one was not well-received at all by any stretch. But this is a, this is a Patreon pick from uh, Luke over at Game It All. Uh, he, he picked the, uh, the Ghost Rider film. Uh, this is a Marvel movie, not a not a Marvel Cinematic Universe movie, folks. Unfortunately, this does this he will not show up in the next Avengers movie, and neither will Jonathan Majors probably. <laughs> but uh, this is he was the fellow who played it on the television show. Uh, who they they had a uh, Ghost Rider on the uh, Agents of Shield. Oh, okay. I don't know who. And Agents of Shield counts in the Cinematic Universe, doesn't it? I mean, those oh, characters are. Transferable because Agent Coulson's hmm. in Agents of Shield. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so. I mean, I mean, he's not in anything anymore. <laughs> hey yo, <laughs> character deaths. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We yeah, because they always stick. I mean, he died. <laughs> he died before Agents of Shield started. Oh, did he? Well, was that like a prequel series? I don't know how things work. No, no, because he like if you remember, he he died in the first Avengers movie. Right. Was it the first? Then, I thought it was like later on, later than that. No, I'm, it's the it's the first Avengers movie. Okay. And then when they started up with Agents of Shield, he was alive again, and there was a whole thing. I'm not going to spoil it for people who want to see Agents of Shield, but there's a whole thing about how they brought him back to life. And it's I think it's it's kind of like the um, Oh, what is it? The Infinity Pool in the DC universe that Raza Ghoul has access well, to. If I could, if I could explain, I believe what happened was uh, in Agents of Shield. The way they brought him back was that uh, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, and Dean Ambrose put their fists together and conjured him up from the grave. Yes, they said Sierra Hotel, <laughs> India Echo, India. Lima Delta. I think that's what it is. Shield. Shield. Banner. Banner. And then he rose like like a phoenix from the ashes. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about Ghost Rider, the 2007 Marvel uh, smash sensation starring Nicolas Cage, Eva Mendez, uh, Wes Bentley, Peter Fonda. Should have been Lance Henriksen. And oh, that would have been perfect. I, I mean, as soon as I saw Peter Fonda, I was like, that should be Lance Henriksen. <laughs> Nothing against <laughs> Peter Fonda, but I mean, come on. Plot! But, um... This movie just to give you a brief uh, summation. Johnny Blaze, who, by the way, when your name is Johnny Blaze, not a pothead, (laughs) not a pothead, but also when your name is Johnny Blaze, you shouldn't be that surprised that you later turn into a ghost rider. (laughs) I mean, it's it's right there in the name. It's like you were setting yourself up your whole life. Um, But Johnny Blaze is a uh, daredevil, not unlike uh, Evil Knievel. He's kind of like the Robbie Knievel. What? Or Daredevil. Or dare, well, I mean, Daredevil didn't do stunts. I don't think he's he's a he's a Marvel superhero. <laughs> I just picture now Daredevil, which, by the way, same director of this movie. But I just pictured Daredevil. Um, his thing was he was just a blind guy doing like motorcycle stunts. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, but no, he was, uh, he, he's a daredevil with his dad. His dad's kind of like the evil Knievel to his Robbie. Um, and, uh, eventually one day he finds out his dad is very sick via a letter from the doctor and he makes a deal with the devil to, uh, to, to cure him. Sorry, Mephistopheles, <laughs> definitely not the devil. And uh, in return, he gives him his soul. Of course, Mephistopheles is a trickster and just kills his dad the next day. Well, got ya. And now Nicolas Cage is under his control. He's basically a mis- miserable man for the next year, for the next few years, uh, intentionally trying to end his life with some of these daredevil things. And um, See, I... eventually finds out he's a ghost rider. Eva Mendez is there too. Hilarity ensues. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> this movie, okay, Nick Cage wanted to do this movie real bad. Like, I you thought. He just wanted to do a superhero movie real bad because he's a huge comic book fan. I think he was also like a huge Ghost Rider fan too, from what I from what I heard. I mean, not as, not as much as like Superman, but from yeah. what I understand, he wanted to do Superman. He, he wanted to do Superman with Tim Burton. Clearly, the studio had no intention of doing this movie the way they wanted to do it. And so this was like his fallback. (laughs) Nicolas Cage wanted to do Superman with Tim Burton. What a wild alternate universe to live in. Can you imagine what that would have been? I can, and I think it would have been fantastic. I mean... I One way or the other. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't, know, I don't know if it would have been a genuinely good movie, but I am very curious to see what that would have been. I mean, how much darker could it be from the Snyderverse? True. Um, right? We also, I, I mean, we, thankfully later on, we did get uh, Nicolas Cage playing Superman in the Teen Titans. Isn't is he in the Teen Titans movie? I, I believe he makes a brief appearance oh, as Superman. We, you mean like doing a voice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Teen Titans go to the movies. I haven't seen it actually. Oh. Although it's from my understanding, it, I should because it's a very mystery science theater esque type movie. Um, in, in terms, well, I mean, I guess some of the references are kind of probably lost on kids. Is that what you mean? No, no. I just mean that like they they don't they. I haven't like again. I haven't seen it, but oh. don't they go to the movies and watch a movie and make fun of that movie. No, no, no. This is just no? like a no. It's just like an animated superhero movie where they're like oh. little versions of. Uh, it's... Oh no! I know. I'm familiar with the cartoon. Yeah, <laughs> I've seen the cartoon. I love it. They just go to the movies. You, they but there's no jokes. There's no mystery science theater jokes. You just watch oh. them watch a movie. I'm definitely not watching it now. <laughs> And every now and then they they yell up in the booth and he has to fix the focus and yeah it's great, um but yeah no Nick Cage was big on doing this movie certainly not as much as Superman but he definitely wanted to be Johnny Blaze aka the Ghost Rider, um the early parts of this movie to me too I don't know what it is but the, the, like when when you see him with Roxy played by Eva Mendez his his girl girlfriend at the time or is at she, least is she the real Roxanne. Um, <laughs> oh, I think I think that reference is lost on you. I I I all I can think of is a red light. I got nothing. Oh, I, mean, I hope Brent listens to this um episode because he'll get that. Okay. <laughs> if she's the real Roxanne, Roxanne, Roxanne. Yep. Nope. Nothing. I got nothing. Um, but I wanted to say that when they're like together and hanging out and stuff, I thought for a while I was like, is this meant to be in the fifties? Because, like, the look of the movie was very, like, 
old-timey, not old-timey, but, like, you know, it had that kind of look about it. Like, you know, he's got the motorcycle, he's with his best girl, they're hanging out in the field, <laughs> you know. Well, I mean, let's see, they are working, they are carnival working, and even if we're to suppose, because this movie what, came out 2007. Seven, okay. So if we are to suppose that, let's give them 15 years have passed. Yeah. Okay. So 2007, 92. So, I mean, even in a rural setting in 92, I mean, carnivals and circuses still had that kind of, you know, that quaint old timey look or feel to them because that was the, that was the draw because that was before, you know, Cirque du Soleil and all that kind of stuff started blowing up. So, I mean, if you, if a circus came to town, there were, you know, cedar chips all over the ground. There were, you know, daredevils, there were elephants and clowns. And it was something that was cut, you know, straight out of like the fifties or sixties. So there were multiple daredevils just running around just a bunch of just a bunch of superheroes like you said earlier (laughs) (laughs) i'll tell you this uh i went to see the when the shriners still had their circus that that traveled around and came to town uh i went to see it a couple of times uh back in the early 90s and they had they didn't have motorcycle jumps but they had like that cage of death where like the the riders would get in and they'd ride upside down Mm-hmm. And then they get like another rider in. They they kind of like ride in the cage together without hitting each other. It was really quite cool to see. I just th- I, I uh, for a while I thought that was just something they made up for movies. <laughs> nope, that was a legit thing. Um, I wires and everything. It was it was crazy. This movie does a lot of legwork for like an hour. I, I would say almost an hour of of build up. Like it's a while before we see the Ghost Rider. Like in his full pure form, his, his Nicholas Cage in his purest form. Because um, like even the opening is like this long. I found I thought it was so long. This buildup of like, well, you had this this uh, this guy. You know, he had this ghostwriter going around collecting collecting deals for the devil, and then he found this deal of a thousand souls. But he didn't want the devil to have all that power, so he rode away into the dark. Yeah, then I, I'm as much as I love Sam Elliott in this and him being like the narrator of it. I think the, uh, the story that they tell at the beginning in the narration, before we get into the actual, you know, uh, Johnny blaze and his dad stuff is a little superfluous. I mean, it's nothing that they couldn't, they couldn't explore organically throughout the movie because he even tells, uh, he tells Johnny later, like what, um, the fuck was, you know, my Chemical Romance. What was he looking for? <laughs> Wait, what was what was Johnny what was looking? Name? Blackheart. 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 That's, Which, that's by the name. way, man, they might as well have called him just like evil bad. Like, <laughs> I mean, but you you got to work with the the source material, right? Take you, a you different character. <laughs> but I mean, if you're talking about an origin, you want to do stuff that's dealing directly with Mephistopheles, right? So. Okay, well then this is me attacking the uh, the source material. Then that's a stupid <laughs> character name. That's a dumb character. I mean, you gotta think like back in the day. I mean, there were some dumb comic book characters. There was a a roller skating disco queen who was white named the Dazzler. Oh wow, villain. Uh, nope, heroine. 
<laughs> oh, wait, maybe meaning that they were on a bunch of it when they created her. I, I mean, <laughs> disco and heroin linked news at 11. I'm usually more like Coke, but I yeah, mean. that's true. But I mean, I'm sure it found its way to the party. Um, yeah. So a lot of info at the top, a lot of stuff, a lot of non ghost ridery stuff in this ghost rider movie. And, and like you said, the other big thing, um, early on is the, is the relationship with the dad, which, okay. We find out by the way, the most obvious, uh, giveaway ever is he does that like th- Hollywood thing where he's like, <coughs> and you're like, Oh, he's going to die. Like immediately. Not, not to mention the smoking. <laughs> yeah. The smoking and the, the, the very subtle coughs. And you're like, Oh man, he's definitely going to die. And then what I thought was weird was like, and maybe that maybe I don't know maybe this is this does happen it just seemed weird to me because obviously when you go to see a doctor usually you know they tell you they give you the news like this is what your health is you're you're sick you got this whatever he has like a typed note that Nicolas Cage finds I thought that was a little strange he, he's also a traveling colonel person yeah but i mean like i really easy just to show i don't know them going to the doctor and him overhearing the prognosis it it is it's just a weird thing and also the time period like you said this has to be at least like 1992 or something like i don't know if you're getting a phone call would have sufficed i mean he could have he could have taken a phone call and yeah johnny picks up the phone and says dad it's your doctor on the line and then he you know, he, he, he doesn't hang up because he's worried about his dad because he's been coughing and really tired a lot lately. Yeah, and he just, like, he, he kind of secretly lingers in and hears the conversation. And then the devil is just a, the devil's just a sneaky bitch, though, and kills him anyway, even though he cures his cancer. But Yeah, there's a lot of, uh, there's, a, there's it's it's funny because my note on this was, like, the they're using, obviously, the Faust myth, which, I mean, that's in the character in and of itself. But I mean, also a bit of monkey's paw in there too, because not only does he make the deal with the devil so he can save his dad and, mm-hmm. and be cured of cancer, but then the devil, like you said, tricks him and, and his dad dies in a, in a motorcycle jumping stunt the next day in the most unconvincing fall I've ever seen. And I've watched WCW. Yeah, it was a bad bump. It was a bad bump. It was like, it was terrible. <laughs> He's like he like kind of falls off to the side, and it's not it's not a big drop from the from the ramp that he was going through, or sorry, the ramp that he was going off of through that uh, ring of death, which is basically just him jumping through a a, a, a ring of fire. Um, yeah, I I think the Shockmaster's fall was more convincing to me. Cause because his was real. Well, I just mean his looked more painful. Because <laughs> it probably was. To his he pride. He didn't. Yeah, exactly. He fell on his fucking arse. <laughs> right on his arse. Um, which I, I, yeah, this is just and then and then and then he dies and then you know the whole thing. Um, what I think is funny. So the main portion of the movie, the a good like I don't know thirty forty minutes is just Cage on the it's road just with his pointing? buddies. What? Oh, oh it's a I, lot of people pointing. I thought it was how you were going to say it was just so... 30, 34 minutes of people just pointing. If you did a super cut of the amount of people pointing in this movie, it would just be like, a, it would be over a half an hour long. Yeah, you would have roughly 35% of the movie uh, with just the points. <laughs> just be just people pointing at each other. Nicolas Cage doing a lot of the pointing. Um, 
But no, I was gonna say the most of the mo- most of the middle section of the movie is him going on his tour of uh, of, of you know his various um, daredevil acts, um, like falling in love with Jennifer Garner. Uh, and unfortunately, that doesn't happen. But he, <laughs> but I mean, they they do you know do that sweet playground fight. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's true. But at the end of the day, Nathan, it's got to be said that he he just wants to wind down watching uh, a a great show about a monkey doing karate with some guy. <laughs> he, I laughed so hard at this because he kept saying, "I want to watch the Howler Monkey Show. I want to watch the Howler Monkey Show." And I'm like, "Okay, he's in nature documentaries and shit." No, it's a monkey doing karate. No, because he, he the... wanted to watch the Howler Monkey documentary when they were on the bus right but when he got home back to his like his loft in you know i think they're in is in dallas or fort worth yeah um he has like his i don't know if it was pvr'd but he has just a video where he watches a monkey do karate while he eats jelly beans out of a mar- sorry drinks jelly beans out of a martini glass yeah he <laughs> right what was this this was such an this was the a Nicolas Cage choice, one hundred about this movie. I'm glad that he likes Ghost Rider, loves Ghost Rider enough so much that he lobbied to be in this movie. I don't feel like he necessarily embodies the the, the brooding darkness of the character fully, because even when he's like, I'm I'm depressed because my 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 dad died. <laughs> What's a monkey gonna drink a martini glass full of jelly beans? Like I don't, I don't get that. Like you're supposed, to, it's supposed to be a bounty hunter for hell, brooding, tortured individual, but he's a goober. Yeah, it, it's it's it, it just it was insane. It was an insane choice for Nicolas Cage, almost equal in insanity to the choice later, and I feel like I don't think this was an Eva Mendez choice. I think it was just a weird directorial choice. When when Eva Mendez, spoiler alert, shows up later in the movie, and she's like Roxy all grown up. Um, by the way, she has the greatest uh, appearance shot ever when he's being interviewed by a bunch of people, and she just like, you know, got time for how about an old friend, and she appears in perfect silhouette, like almost as if she was waiting for her moment to say that line. And I'm they- not going out till they play my music! Right, play my fucking music. But she 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 does it perfectly. But then there's a scene later where he finally is like, you know, he gets a date with her, and she's waiting for him at the restaurant, and she pulls out an eight ball. She <laughs> like, pulls out a, ma- like a, magic, a, a, a magic a magic eight ball, not, an not- eight ball coke. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but she pulls out a magic eight ball and just glances at it for a second, and then puts it back in her bag. And I'm like, wait a second, is she just that- carrying that with her. You know what? That's to me not the most unbelievable part of the scene. The most unbelievable part of this uh, whole back and forth scene is where she asks the waiter if he if she he thinks she's pretty. She's Eva fucking Mendez. Yeah, it's <laughs> and Nick Cage got her insecurities going going up going all over the place. Um, that she that she has to ask the uh, the waiter the waiter if she's pretty, but also like um it, now. I expected, like, you expected a movie like this, okay, he's not, 
he's late, he's not showing up to the date, something's holding him up, and then you think, oh, this is where you you say, like, oh, the devil showed up, or, like, Blackheart showed up, or he's turning into the Ghost Rider, and that's why he's late. But no, we cut to him, and he's just looking in the mirror, and he's like, Yeah, he's already late, well, before yeah. any of this stuff starts happening. Yeah. Also, we have, we gotta mention that Blackheart, at this point, has shown up, and laid waste to an entire biker bar, uh, the only cool thing about that whole thing was that it introduced the idea of self-chilling beer, which I need to patent. I'll make a million. You sh- yes, absolutely. When when he did okay, when Blackheart shows up and ch- and chills that guy's beer because the thing with with Blackheart, Wes Bentley in the movie, who by the way has gone on record to say he only did the movie because he needed the money. He was in the midst of a terrible uh, cocaine and heroin addiction. Um, so, very, so I don't think he really wanted to be there too much, but, um, or I guess he did want to be there, but he, I don't know, man. I think, I, I, I think it was hard to tell simply <laughs> because everybody in this movie, I think they were having fist fights to decide who was going to eat more scenery. <laughs> it's, it's true. Everybody got the assignment. But Bentley, um, West, not my dog Bentley, Wes Bentley, he shows up and chills that guy's beer. And for the first like few seconds, I was like, oh, he's not bad. He's not He's not a bad guy. Because he's killing bikers. Right? Yeah. No, no, just because he was chilling the guy's beer. I thought like at first no. I was like, oh, he's just, a, he's just a friendly guy. And then, of course, he, uh, you know, we find out his power is freezing people. <laughs> freezing right, people. Right, because, oh, my God. And his his buddies show up, uh, earth, wind, and and uh, water, which is a missed opportunity. I know Ghost Rider has got the whole fire thing going on. Come on, earth, wind, and fire would have been hilarious. No, their names are stupid. It's like Gressel and Wallow. Oh, no, they were earth, wind, and water to me. I was not memorizing those names or I committing them to paper well no no i i wrote them down and then i said i don't know which one's which <laughs> the only one i know is blackheart because then when the name came up i said that's stupid <laughs> but 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 as for the other ones don't know don't care um but i yeah, love th- that nick that johnny blaze apparently went to the vin diesel school of interviews oh, yeah. she's asking oh, him serious God. questions and he's like did you uh, heard you got married uh, you're you're looking good okay nicholas cage johnny blaze is a dick he he stands and up, a goober. Yeah. He's a goober dick. He stands goober up dick. Eva Mendez through for no reason. Like you said, he's not turning into a ghost rider. He's not getting attacked. He's just looking in the mirror, talking himself up. And yeah, when Eva Mendez he gives her the interview because he's like, Oh yeah, of course, for an old friend. He's just too so preoccupied just asking her about like what what's been going on since we last talked. And it's like, yeah, dude, that's fine, but just like wait till the fucking light is off. Like wait till the camera's done and and your interview is over. Like if you really want if you really want to help her out, like give her the fucking interview, dude. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's true. He might as well have said like, "When did this turn into beautiful world?" <laughs> <laughs> so, but he does stand her up eventually because he does become the Ghost Rider who uh I saves Rebel Wilson. Oh man, Rebel Wilson is in this movie. Out of nowhere. For like a half a second. Yeah. yeah. With, with an American accent. By the way, also, crushing it. Oh, she does a great job. She does a great job. This brief appearance is great. It's maybe some of the best acting in the movie. And he's all... <sighs> but around his head and stuff. <laughs> yeah, she does a very good uh, sound effect breakdown of Ghost Rider. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nick Cage also, like 
terrorizes Eva Mendez on the road. Let's not forget about that scene. Where oh, that's he, how like, we got the because that's how we got the date. Yeah, he's, he that like he stood her up for right. And to get the date, he drives alongside their van in his motorcycle and just starts yelling at them to pull over. And then basically is like, well, it looks like I might die if you don't accept this, uh, if you don't pull over and talk to me. And it's like, this guy's a psycho. This is, and again, this is before he has a skull that is constantly on fire. Right. Um, (laughs) when, when he saves Rebel Wilson and he does the, Penance stare there for the very first time and he grabs that the dude who's mugging her and he, he like looks into his soul and you're supposed to see all the how much murdering did that guy do because he didn't seem like the type i thought he was just a purse snatcher i see i can't see him frying the guy's soul for snatching some purses yeah it's dickish but i wouldn't put it on the level of you know burning your soul of, like evil yeah, well, when when that happened, I was like, because at first when he when he looks in his soul, I'm like, oh, okay, he's gonna see him like kind of being a dick, maybe he's into drugs or something. But then it shows him like, I guess being a murderer, and then the dude dies, and I, I had the same reaction. I was like, wait, wasn't he just a crook? Like maybe abusive? Just a mugger? Yeah, yeah. A mugger. Yeah, but no, apparently he's just he just he's just mur- killed this mass murderer <laughs> like but i think maybe if like if they just showed that he was a crook we we would be uh the movie has to make sure we know that this is a really bad dude like not mercenary level bad no no but i mean still pretty pretty <laughs> awful still pretty bad like morbius didn't show up and kill like 18 of him but <laughs> <laughs> i like how when uh when he at first when he's when he changes and then when he when he you know reverts back to his human form, he does a lot of like uh, yelling and writhing. Which I mean, that's oh, Nick Cage's bread and butter. That was that transformation scene is <laughs> wonderful. I think that's how he got the part. I really think that he all the writhing and yelling he did in other movies. I think he. I think he or just... or another theory. He just showed up at the casting uh, for the casting director because they I. I he lobbied so hard for this that mm. I mean I'm guessing they made him read for it to make sure he was right for the part. That he just he just kind of yelled and writhed, and they were like, "Perfect, you're in." <laughs> yeah, well that's the thing. Like he he does like his like you said his Nicholas Cageiest Nicholas Caging as he's just like basically rolling around, almost rolling around all over the floor. Like I was expecting him to just start like falling down and and doing like the Homer Simpson run in a circle and. <laughs> But he, but they add that like oh that oh so good CGI effect of his skin burning and then <laughs> turning into the to the Ghost Rider skull, um, and man the Ghost Rider's biggest crime though honestly when he becomes the Ghost Rider is property damage. Thank you. I actually I was watching this and I I said you know for our hero he sure is doing a lot of property damage to people who didn't ask for it. Nope. 
He just he just by driving down the street because his motorcycle's on goddamn fire, so it's just like causing this like crack right through the middle of the street, and he's like busting through stores and on rooftops and setting things on fire. To which I I did appreciate it a little bit when they had the scene later where they're interviewing Rebel Wilson, and you did see some of the damage that was done. I was like, okay, at least this movie is acknowledging in a very Man of Steel way that he actually did cause some damage to the city. Because I was like, that's where that's what he's going to jail for. Not for any murders he may have committed. He's going to jail for like doing like hundreds of thousands of dollars of damage. <laughs> Severe destruction of private property. Man. Yeah. Luckily it doesn't come to that because Sam Elliott helps him and saves him and gives him the backstory of the ghost rider. Which we got at the beginning of the movie. You, so Right. This is what I'm saying, like I said before. Yeah. That whole thing could have been chucked out. I mean I mean, maybe you have to set up the idea that Sam Elliott is kind of like a, a narrator, and sure. I'm fine with that, because they did that with the Big Lebowski, and it worked great. <laughs> little clunky in this movie. This movie's pretty much as good as the Big Lebowski. Oh, yeah, sure it is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you think that's how they swayed Sam Elliott? They were like, hey, remember when you played the narrator in the Big Lebowski and how good that was? Well, that's well, pretty, you're much, gonna be. <laughs> pretty much what's going to happen here, dude. Or do you think they tricked him and told him he was playing Ghost Rider? <laughs> he kind of does. He he kind of does, but do you think they tricked him and just just told them that? Like, no other detail? <laughs> yeah, you're the Ghost Rider. You'll be a Ghost Rider. Uh, excuse me, did you say uh or the? I said uh, Ghost Rider. It sounds like you're trying to obscure what I'm playing in this movie. I'm the title role, right? Y- yeah, in a roundabout way, sure. I don't much care for you. <laughs> Here's the check we're going to pay you. I care the same amount for you, but I will take your money. <laughs> uh, Yeah, Sam Elliott. That could have been our opener shit. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? That was, uh, those are two different people. That was, yeah, that was an, that was an audio clip. <laughs> yeah, that we just played it. People just send it to us and we just play it. I, we have nothing to do with it. We have, we have ears everywhere. um okay my question i will go back to sam elliott in a second but i gotta ask though so when nick cage turns into ghost rider and he's got the skull and he's on fire and all that stuff is he fully ghost rider or is there part of that that's him because i was wondering if it if it's not if it is fully ghost rider okay it makes a little bit more sense but if it's partly him he gets used to his powers very quickly well that's just it at first he's it's the 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 rider taking over and, and and fully in charge um and then a little bit later you see him talking to his hand and the demon inside to give him power over the flame like it's just oh my god that part was so stupid and also even what made it even more stupid was the fact that he's like he reads that that's what he has to do he does it and then he just has power like there's no struggle, nothing. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the fucking Hulk had a harder time. Because yeah. If you think about it, that's what that's what that's the kind of struggle that we're looking at here. It's the same idea. I mean, he doesn't turn into a giant monster, although he says he's a giant monster and it's kind of a little bit taller. <laughs> and but he's like, he's not fully in control. Just same way Bruce Banner is not fully in control of the Hulk until much, much later. Like, movies later. Like, decades even later. 
Yeah, like it, it exactly. It's a slow it's a slow burn. Whereas in this movie we spend Unintended? Uh no, but yes. Okay. <laughs> We're, because in this movie we get um, the slow stuff is all the stuff before he becomes that character and it's like I don't really care as much about that. Like we need some of that, but this is like it feels like the, the that um it feels like shades of that Fantastic 4 movie we talked about where like an hour and 15 minutes of it was like the build up and then they fought Doctor Doom for 10 minutes and then the movie ended. The um I will say this, the resolution for this movie does come fairly quickly. But I didn't I I don't fault this movie in that because I had fun watching maybe not for the right reasons but I had fun watching the uh you know the 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 lead up to it. So I mean all the wacky stuff he's doing, the things with the monkey, the drinking of the the jelly beans, you know, the Vin Diesel interview with the with Roxanne and stuff like that. That's I mean, while it might be a, a terrible misrepresentation of the actual character, it didn't it, it didn't bore the hell out of me like Fanforstic did. So Sam Elliott. Okay. We gotta talk about Sam Elliott, right? Because we absolutely have to. The only one of the few people I think that can get away with calling Nicolas Cage kid. Um <laughs> I, I, <laughs> instead of the reveal, him that and George Burns, that's, that was the only two true. Yeah. Um, instead of the reveal that we get later where he is like the original ghost rider guy that he was talking about at the beginning. What? Um, my, uh, belief was that the twist was going to be that he was the screenwriter because he kept explaining the movie. Like you said, at least three or four different times. <laughs> it's like a, like a, like that, like that cartoon with, where Bugs Bunny's the animator torturing Daffy Duck? Yeah, pretty much. Like, I th- I thought I was like, I was like, what is the purpose of his character for the longest time? And I'm like, oh, he's there to just tell Nicolas Cage what's going on and tell us what's going on in case we keep forgetting because this movie thinks we have the attention span of a goldfish. Well, I mean, it's not, not a harsh claim to, to take against today's society, but I mean... Wait, are you saying this movie is, like, uh, launching this, like, war against, uh, I don't know. I, I got nothing. <laughs> See, because you lost you. You have no attention span. <laughs> Damn millennials. It was an unintentional bit, <laughs> but I'm glad it what it happened. Um, I, I, he does, you know, of course, he, he's, he has all the information on the, uh, what do they call it? The MacGuffin? Mm-hmm. The, 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 the contract of, what the hell was the name of the village? Oh, it's like San Venezina or something. San Vicente or something like that. Something, something fake. The, the, <laughs> the idea is that, you know, Mephistopheles came to this village like hundreds of years ago and uh, swindled everybody into giving away their souls. And so there's like this contract for a thousand souls. Yeah. Um, He never gave it back to Mephistopheles, hid it from him because it, the contract was so powerful it would have made him like, you know. I don't know. Be able. He would be able to create hell on earth like Shao Kahn wanted to, <laughs> like a super devil, right? I, I I just like the picture that Sam Elliott, uh, who is that guy from earlier, um, just took it. I, I like the picture that he just took it and swallowed it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just om nom nom. He ripped it up and ate it like Trump. <laughs> Cartoon style. Flush, flush some of it down a toilet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, no, that's and that's the whole thing. And then one of the one of the things that makes even less sense to me is we find out Sam Elliott's like. Uh, he, you know, ignites himself, and we're like, oh, shit, he's also a ghost rider. He was the ghost rider who, who you know, didn't give the devil those 1,000 souls, and he's on horseback, and he's getting ready, and he and Nicolas Cage are heading into San Venezuela, but whatever, and they're, they're heading skeleton. in. skeleton. Yeah, and they're both, like, flaming skeletons, and you're like, oh, man, we're going to get this badass, like, fight. Sam Elliott's going to join in. Nope. They stop right before they enter the town. He goes back to human form and says, well, I could only do that one more time. Why didn't you do it for the fight? Here's my gun. Best of luck, kid. He does it for the journey there. I know. And and it's like, it's it's almost like, you know what? They can only pay me so much because they spent all the, uh, the, all the licensing rights on ghost riders in the sky. And it's a cover. Right. Oh my god! I was just like I couldn't. Be- I just couldn't believe that decision. <laughs> you could have you could have two Ghost Riders because I what I thought was going to happen was Sam Elliott could turn one more time. It was either a he was going to get killed and sacrifice himself, or b he was going to make it through, and then at the end he would do that thing where he walked into the into the you know into the sunlight or into the whatever. But yeah, no, he gets like it- gets his second chance because he even makes mention about how that you know you know. He did that and saved it for him just so they could defeat Mephistopheles and right. maybe you know, maybe God'll give him a second chance because of it. But and no then just he, runs away. He, no, he just does it for the trip and then says, like you said, here's a gun. Good luck. <laughs> takes off and just disintegrates, I guess. I don't know, because uh, again, they they're they're not they're not paying us to find out they yeah, they're not they're not they're all also not paying for him to come back because this is it this is it he doesn't come <laughs> back for the sequel and oh we gotta remember why he's going to you know the village now is because um uh, blackheart kidnapped <laughs> he's a care bear Mac. villain by the way that's a <laughs> Black- care bear no, that's that's no hearth well it's pretty close it's pretty close and if if, if oh my god if he had had a hairy henchman and a, and a Paul girl with like screamed a lot. I'd be like, you know what, Brendan, I'm not arguing with you on this point <laughs> yeah, because that's, that's, that's beastly and shrieky. I would have um, loved if Wes Bentley just had a little like symbol on his belly. He, he kidnapped and he kidnapped Roxanne and killed Mac uh, played by Donald Logue. Oh yeah. I forgot like, about uh, Donald Logue. <laughs> he's like, he's Johnny's like, you know, right hand guy. He's who, the one who, who handles all the tour operations and setting up the stunts. Who also gets treated like shit by Johnny. Yes. Like Johnny constantly makes him worry that he's going to just he has a death wish and he makes no reassurances of any kind for his poor friend. But yes, he he meets an untimely death. And like and and, and super unfair too. Like, I mean, come on. I suppose you gotta. I mean, if you want to up the stakes and and that and every like, but I mean, I feel like kidnapping the long lost love of his life was was enough. Well, and the fact that I don't, I think he miscalculated it because when he kills Mac, when he kills Donald Logue, Nicholas Cage barely reacts. He was like, Yeah, he's like, Oh, Mac. Yeah, Mac. Ooh. And then he looks over and sees that she, uh, Eva Mendez is gone, and that's what he's supposed to say. motherfucker. <laughs> It's like the opposite of John Cena's reaction to that elevator uh, guy dying. <laughs> oh, 12 rounds. We hardly knew ye. <laughs> <laughs> 
but yeah, so th- th- we get this big finale, I guess, in the uh, in the San Venezuela, and uh, I don't know, it's a pretty unremarkable fight, just a lot of CGI. Glops. Actually, if you ask me, uh, uh, all of the fights with the baddies in this movie are pretty unremarkable. Yeah, they they all die in a really quick and easy way. Like you know, the one of them gets you know gets sucked in because because he uh, Ghost Rider uses his, his chain to create a whirlwind and and destroy the the wind guy. Um, the uh, the the Earth guy gets I don't know what the like. It's they're almost like they're the worst gatekeepers, and even with Blackheart, he basically just joins R.I.P.D. <laughs> Yeah. Ghost Rider is a member of the RIPD, which would fit because I believe it is also a Marvel uh, property. RIPD is a Marvel property? It's based on a comic book. I don't think it's... I don't. I feel like it's not Let a Marvel. Let me check. Oh, this is... Please, uh, continue. I'll let a, you know. It's a Dark Horse Please. comic book. Okay. Are they still independent? Uh, I don't know. Concerned they are. <laughs> um, it's it's fine. It's fine. I guess. I mean, it's just they're owned by Embracer Group. So they have this. They have this fight. You know, he obviously saves Eva Mendez. He ki- kills all the baddies in very unremarkable ways. Um, also, Ghost Rider works a lot underwater, which I have so many questions about how that works, but. <laughs> Like it, he almost like he almost works better underwater. In fact, I think there's one scene where he gets brought underwater and fakes the guy out, like he thinks he's dead. Well, that's and then he when just, he, yeah, yeah, that's when he kills the the, the water dude. He kills the water. He dude. Basically, boils all the water and kills him. Right. Which yeah. I okay, sure. Um, and but the problem is like when he he comes up out of water, which I mean, you didn't kill him. I mean, if you didn't boil all the water. How are you absolutely? It's a total T1000 situation. Because he, because when he rode into the village, he gets one last gatekeeper, and that's the, the water guy who sucks him down in the water. They have their tussle, and he uses his fire underwater, as Brendan noted, to kill the guy. And I'm like, okay, he's going to boil away all the water, and he's going to, it's just going to, when it's all said and done, it's just going to be a, 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 a puddle, like a, a, a empty. I don't mud hole. Like there's no water left. It's dry, hard pan. Nope. Ghost Rider just climbs up out of some water, and I'm like, the dude's made of water. How do you know you killed him? Yeah, he could still be in there. Right. Yeah. Sequel bait. (laughs) Yep, and that's what the sequel's all about. It's just Uh, Ghost Rider swimming, looking for that dude, and peeing fire. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Um, that's the only thing I know about the sequel. And then Nick Cage in an inter- interview talking about how uh, he's like, well, he does that to make the devil's son laugh. <laughs> like, okay, sure. Um, Ridiculous. Like I said, this is the dignified Ghost Rider movie. <laughs> so, okay, one of my last questions here. So Ghost Rider, he becomes Ghost Rider at night, right? Like when it's nighttime, that's when he turn. That's when he can turn into Ghost Rider. Like he they can't I- do it during the day. I think it ha- I think it's more like a, a vampire's uh, law a rule here. Like if he's in direct sunlight, he he can't. Okay. Or or I, I posit to you, as we saw earlier, him trying to learn how to harness his powers. 
he has figured out a way to harness his powers. But that doesn't make a lot of sense because he's like, I gotta get him to the shadows. Yes, thank you. Because I was like, wait, is it night? Is it nighttime that does it? Is it just darkness? Like, is you just have to as long as you're in a shadow, Ghost Rider can come out. Like, I <laughs> the don't. Whole, I like that that whole thing, and then all like during this this final showdown, so many meaningful shot close-ups on people's eyes and again the only thing that this thing blackheart gets the contract and he draws in all of the souls and this is where you think oh my god he's he's won but no it's it's all part of ghost rider's uh genius plan because he tried earlier to kill blackheart with the pennant stare which is where he stares into a dude's eyes and he fries their soul he can't do it, the Blackheart, because he doesn't have a soul to burn. Now he's got a thousand souls to burn, and this is how he beats him. In the like the the cheapest, easiest, like solo Sokoa showing up with a thumb spike kind of way. And it's it's a little little bit of a letdown, in my opinion. Just a I tad. Mean, the booking makes sense, <laughs> but it's still a letdown. Yeah, you still wanted that big moment. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I thought, I thought, I just was the mythology was murky. Let's just say, um, at best. Um, <laughs> the other thing, there's one line I want to mention. Uh, it, it, he says, "Alcohol gives me nightmares." I thought that was <laughs> funny. <laughs> I thought that was a weird, random line of his. Um, and I guess um, the only other thing I want to mention is during the credits at the end, and I, sw- I swear this is someone's name during the credits. I think it's one of the stunt people, and I don't know if this is the real person, and he just put Ghost in front of his name because he thought it'd be funny, but one of the guys is Tony Ghost Hawk. <laughs> I just thought about, like, oh. it's like when you watch, like, the Simpsons Halloween special. <laughs> And it's like, you know, Matt scary graining. <laughs> Just yeah. like Tony Hawk was like, ooh, put ghost in front of my name. And they were like, oh, because like you're a big fan of the Simpsons Halloween specials. And he's like, no, because I don't want anyone to know I was part of this. <laughs> there was another weird name in the credit. Now I can't remember what it was now. Yeah. Oh, well, anyways, uh, yeah, watch it. I mean, Ghost Rider. Find you. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, maybe oh, watch I'm it. Sp- I mean, I'm still going to crumple up the notes. <laughs> it's not. It's fun. It's not good. We'll find out right now what you should do with it, Nathan, because I'm going to ask okay. you, is this movie worth a watch, a drunk watch with friends? Would you attempt head trauma to forget it or avoid like the plague? Well, he said, uncorking his growler and pouring another beer. Um, This is absolutely a drunk watch. All right, watch. Sam Elliott. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Well, he said, uncorking his growler and himself another beer it's definitely a drunk watch with friends uh in fact i actually got i got in a little bit of trouble um when i saw this in theaters because i did see this in theaters uh because as soon as the movie started i was like okay this is i know what this is gonna be like and i'm just gonna sit here and have fun and and i'm sitting next to my friend ben and i am just i'm i'm chatting uh making my little quips and there was a fella couple of seats down from us who apparently could hear my whispering and was rather upset at the fact that I was just making jibes and he 
he was really, really serious to, there to see that movie. He must have fucking loved Ghost Rider because this for this guy, it's it's a thousand percent worth a watch. But for me, drunk watch with friends. All right. Well, maybe we should have got that guy as a guest to get his take on this movie. <laughs> well, you know what? Uh, given the looks that he gave me even after the movie was over, because I, he he shushed me, like at the at the at the Howler Monkey part, because I was making fun of the Howler Monkeys that the Ghost Rider was in love with. That, that... And I didn't. I was like, okay, fine. I, you know what? You're right. I'm in the movie theater. I will behave. This is not my living room. I will stop. And even though I was quiet throughout the rest of the movie, except for when it was appropriate to laugh, um, he still had a bit of a stink eye for me when everything was all said and done. Well, for that guy, worth a watch. All right. I, I'm. But for me, drunk watch with friends. And I'm going to probably be right there with you. I think this movie is uh, ridiculous and doesn't make a lot of sense at a lot of times. And Nick Cage <laughs> is just Nick caging it up. So if you're into that and you like Skulls on Fire, check it out, I guess. Um, but right now we are going to take a, uh, a brief break and we will be right back. What were they thinking? And we're back. Yes, we are. We're back. That's right. It is now time for the low haiku. Nathan, what is you tell the folks what the low haiku is all about. Well, well, on the on the off chance that this is the first time you've listened to our our broadcast or podcast or however you want to take it in, uh, the low haiku is seventeen perfect syllables to describe the movie that we've just been talking about for a little bit over an hour. That's right. That's what that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. So why don't you start us off? Why don't you why don't you lay one down for us and give us your yeah. low haiku? I I will, and I will use lots of lip and tongue action. Mm. Ghost Rider, oh yeah, motorcycle hero, man. Wait, he's not a ghost. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And uh, Bernard, if you'd be so kind as to uh, to grace us with your low haiku. Nick Cage, head ablaze. Sam Elliott, head ablaze. My mind blown throughout. Very good. Very, very good. Thank you, thank you. Ow, 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 ow. Oh, that's that's smarts. Oh, that's yeah. smarts. Oof, oof. Ma, ma, get the ice pack. It's smarts. <laughs> well, there you go. We uh, we wax poetic. We talked about this movie, but Nathan, what do we always say? Well, we always say. Don't take a word for us. That's right. That's what we say. We say, we tell you, we, we, we look at you in the face and we say, don't take our word for it. Nathan, um, I know the critics didn't like this movie. What, what did they think of it? Well, you know, despite the fact that it was precursor to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> sure. A year before. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, the critics, you're right. They didn't care for it. 
out of 140 reviews, only 27% of them were like, yeah, that's all right. Okay, okay. And 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 what about the audience reviews? The audience one, I I never I've never ever looked this one up because I actually remember having a good time, like I said, going to see it, maybe for the wrong reasons, but out of 250,000 plus ratings, only 48% of the people gave it a pass. Okay, so lots of lots of love all around. But uh, if you liked it, I will say that apparently you might like The Last Legion, which I'd never heard of. Uh, Sahara, starring Matthew McConaughey. The Longest Yard, the remake. Rush Hour 3, not 1, not 2, 3. And finally, Too Fast, Too Furious. And I'll tell you something, uh, Rotten Tomatoes, I like this movie. I did not like Too Fast, Too Furious. But take, but but you love Sahara. I don't think actually I don't think I've ever seen Sahara. <laughs> I, I don't think most people have seen Sahara. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, the critics. Well, let's see what they're saying. I uh, I have a I have a positive one here um, from Megan Basham of World. Wow, is that Danny's sister? Uh, D- Danny Doug's and Doug's sister? sister. Yeah, Danny but and I mean, Doug's sister. What a job though doing. Uh, reviews for the world that's crazy <laughs> um, but she says the straight this strange amalgamation of texas ranger lord nascar bravado and the devil and daniel webster trickery keeps the campy fun revving just enough that you can't completely hate it that's about as positive as these get i think <laughs> wow okay well i'm gonna start with a with a positive one too uh our our late great friend uh cranky hanky Ken mm-hmm. Hankey from the Mountain Express out of Asheville, North Carolina. He liked this movie? He liked this movie. Wow. And apparently, uh, it, that's that's interesting because he says, let's face it. The appeal lies in the preposterous nature of all this. And in Cage's truly bizarre performance. Three and a half out of five. Wow. <laughs> well... Donald Clark of the Irish Times was not so high on this movie. He says, It all seems so wearingly, wearyingly old-fashioned. Teenage delinquents on motorbikes, creaky incarnations of Satan, a rock and roll take on dangerous cool. One out of five. It's a... Okay, there, like... I don't think he saw the movie. I don't think he did either. <laughs> I mean, I get the, the whole devil thing, yeah, okay, but, but delinquent teens on motorcycles... Yeah, I don't. I he don't... wasn't a delinquent. He was a caring son. I think he maybe who, watched. Who sold the... his own soul so his dad could live. I think he maybe is reviewing the the trailer that he had on mute. <laughs> okay, well that that that's fair. That's yeah. fair. Uh, Owen Gleiberman from Entertainment Weekly write so much flatter than it was on the comic book page. C minus. All right, my last one here is from Felix Vasquez Jr., a cinema craze that simply uh, pans this movie by saying, shamelessly cribs from the Spawn film. I mean... I mean, sure, I guess. There's fire. I mean, the whole selling of the soul, but I, I mean, guess. But I mean, is Spawn the originator of that? I don't no, think no, so. that's the thing. Like the, the, This movie... Uh, takes from the Faust myth, yeah. and the character itself, which definitely predates Spawn, 
takes from the Faust myth and yeah. expands on it. Well, I believe so. the Faust myth does come from Spawn, though. I believe Todd McFarlane uh, wrote Spawn, <laughs> and then Faust came from that. <laughs> um. Okay, well, uh, my last one, uh, let's see here, is going to come from... Where the hell did that go to? Sorry. Uh, that's It's going to come from... Michelle Alexandra from Eclipse Magazine, and she writes, So far, this year's crop of films have all been sort of drab, kind of depressingly boring, and just, eh. This is the first purely fun, if not cheesy, stupid movie of the year. I don't know if it's good, but it's a hell of a ride. B minus. Wonderful. One thousand percent intended. Jesus Christ. Change your name to Melissa Shallot. All right, well, let's go into the. All right, well, let's go into the audience reviews now. Let's see. Uh, let's see what they're saying about this. Uh, this masterpiece, James M, which I assume is James McAvoy, gives this uh, two out of stars and says this was almost a perfect movie. There's just a few things that they needed to change: casting, the script, the directing, the editing, and the lighting. Apart from that, sweet. Oh, James, you're. So droll. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I was gonna. I was gonna. I had one all lined up, but I. I can't read the Russian Cyrillic, so I'm gonna have to pick oh, somebody else. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, my, my actually my first one comes from Brett M, and I can only assume that's Brett Michaels, the mm-hmm. lead singer of Poison. Right. And he writes, "It's just plain not good." The acting is subpar, the dialogue is bland, and the film fails to be entertaining. Incorrect, sir. Brett Michaels with a harsh take. Right? Um, this is a weird one from uh, uh, Neil Breen, I'm assuming, um, who says, If you're looking for fun, it's going to be a lot of fun. But if you focus on the details, it's not going to be fun right away. Three and a half stars. <laughs> I don't know what that means. That's a- it's a very Breenian review, that's for sure, if you though. focus on the details, it's not going to be fun until later. Well, yeah, because you're so focused, you're not just ha- you're not having fun. Sure. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, all right, well, um, this next re- review, it actually, uh, no name, so again, probably Neil Breen. And he writes, it's the best Marvel film. I don't understand why it wasn't more loved. Ghost Rider should have been the Avengers, damn it. <laughs> Ghost Rider should have been in the Avengers? Or should, should have been, been in the event should oh. have been in the Avengers, damn I thought I thought you meant a Ghost Rider should have been should have been the Avengers. I was like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> got got a few a uh, few too many team members in there. Uh yeah, he was he's just everyone. Um okay. Let's see. Uh, this one, this guy, this is Neil Breen. He doesn't like the movie this time. Gives it half a star, and says the worst Nicolas Cage movie because of the terrible computer animation. Because there's like forty-eight exclamation marks. Are you sure he's guy that hasn't got this one confused with Spirit of Vengeance? Because that one, woof. I mean, the graphics in this one are not great either. I I've not seen the sequel, but like a Jurassic park in comparison to the sequel oh okay perfect uh my next one comes from patrick w and i can only assume this patrick warburton and he writes 
please God, make it stop. Uh, this has to be in the top five of the worst comic book movies ever. Nicolas Cage is horrible, the script is terrible, and uh, the action is boring. Only good thing are the CGI effects uh, for the Ghost Rider. Don't. Just don't watch this. Even if there's a threat of titty twisters. Uh, still not worth it. Half of the stars. The threat of titty twisters? I mean, like, if someone's going to, like, hold you down and say, if you don't watch this movie, I'm going to give you a titty twist. Oh, I thought he meant, like, in the movie there was a part where he was threatened with titty twisters. I was like, I missed that part. Um, okay, this will be my last audience review. And let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. All right, well, this is this one isn't anything special. But I'm assuming that you quickly jotted this down on Rotten Tomatoes, Nathan, because it's from Anonymous, but I'm going to assume it's you this time, not Neil Breen. Um, a solid first movie. The second one was shit, though. Three and a half stars. I mean, that's that's a valid, <laughs> valid take on it. <laughs> uh, my last one uh, comes from Nicholas B., uh, and I can only assume that is the... Uh, uh, the anti Nicholas Cage, Nick Nicholas Page. Sure. Yep. Uh, like you know how how uh, bon, John Bovey is the anti John Bovey you mean- Bon Jovi band. Yes. <laughs> right. Uh, wouldn't, wouldn't that be right. Wouldn't that be Kickless Nage? Kickless Nage. Right. <laughs> uh, anyways, oh, old old Nicholas Page. Oh, maybe it's Nicholas Breen, and he's and Neil is trying to disguise his identity. Oh, that makes sense. With like a with a with a shitty beard that he bought from Party City. <laughs> I like how. Wait, you're giving him way too much credit for the the quality of his beards in his movies. <laughs> uh, but he he writes. I don't know why, but this movie is like running every month on German TV. So when I was really bored one day, I decided to watch it. I really like the ads in between in between way better than the movie. Wow. Damn wow. you. Damn you, Nicholas Breen. All right. Well, there you go. Those are the reviews. That's what people are saying. You got what we were saying, but now we're going to step away from all that. We're going to talk about things that maybe we like more, maybe things we like uh, genuinely more. It's time for the dance craze sensation that's sweeping the nation or swiffering the nation. It's time for the what you watching, bud. What you watching, bud? I don't know what you watching, bud. I'll tell you so. Do, 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 do. So, Nathan, what you watching, bud? Uh, well, in the um, I guess in the uh, in the pantheon of Cage, uh, this past week, I finally got around to watching, uh. The unbearable weight. Oh, what is it? No. <laughs> the unbearable weight of massive talent. There you go. With Nicolas Cage Thanks. and uh and and Joel from Last of Us. Yes, Pedro Pascal. Yes. <laughs> Pedro Pascal. I like how you say that as if you don't know who he is. <laughs> the guy who played Joel. I don't know who he is. That guy. Yeah, you know, whatever. Fuck. I don't pay attention to shit. <laughs> My uh, my brother still calls him uh, Hispanic Nathan Fillion. Uh, fair. I mean, he does look a bit like Nathan Fillion. I yeah, get it. sure he is. Yeah. Or maybe Nathan Fillion is just white Pedro Pascal. I mean, <laughs> I, 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 it's weird because 
I used to hear all these great things about Nathan Fillion and things are starting to come out about not that he's like, you know, he's like a creeper or anything like that, but he's just apparently can be kind of a dick and everything about Pedro Pascal I've heard is, is nothing but delightful. I've yeah, I've heard he's a fucking angel. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. The uh un, un, unbearable weight of massive talent. I think I got that right. Mm-hmm. A weird name for a movie, but it, uh, Patty and I watched it. It was it was it was a lot of fun. She even enjoyed it. So something that was kind of meta. Yeah, Nicolas Cage playing himself. Good times. Yeah. I saw it too. What about uh, you? What uh? What you watching, bud? Well, I watched a little uh interesting little horror film on the Shutter. I know we're like switching roles here. Um, right. <laughs> I'm wa- usually the one you know talking about the cries for help that I watch. <laughs> <laughs> um this was interesting because it had like half the cast of evil dead 2 in it um including sam and ted raimi and i think like one of the guys from evil dead 2 i think the older guy i don't remember his name um but it's a movie called intruder uh it came out in 1989 it is um a slasher set in a supermarket um it's it's very interesting because i mean if you've seen like five horror movies in your life you you might figure out who the killer might be because they make it super obvious that it's this one character and when movies do that they tend to not reveal that person as the killer or it's like scream where they make it super obvious and then they make it not obvious and then they make it super obvious again and they mess with your head but no this was not that kind of movie this is pretty obvious <laughs> um but intruder uh it's um it's pretty gory, surprisingly pretty gory, um, and uh, there's there's some there's some inventive kills to to, to say the least, uh, and uh, there's a little uh, Bruce Campbell cameo in the last like little bit. It's not a spoiler; he's a pretty inconsequential character, but um, it's a lot of fun. So check it out on Shutter Intruder. Okay. Uh, but uh, other than that. But moving on once again, uh, Nathan. I know your 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 pal, your buddy, your your confidant, Montrose Monkington the Third is there to say a few things. So if you please, yes, I'm here. Get him. Hello, it's your good friend Montrose Monkington the Third here, and uh, I, I I'll tell you this uh, as of this uh, this promo, this recording, whatever you want to call it. I've been going through some. Um, some withdrawals. I, I took a bit of a break from the graps. Uh, I, last thing I watched was was WrestleMania. Um, you can see my videos on that. But I mean, it was, it 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 felt like homework. Um, by the end of it, uh, not not so much the show itself. The show itself was fine, but the creating of videos is so much content that created. Uh, between the two nights, I, I I think I slept for about a week afterwards. But if you want to see those videos, uh, you can do so over on my YouTube channel, Montrose Mungington TV. Uh, you can also be friends with me on Facebook uh, with the Facebook group, uh, Montrose Mungington the Third Esquire and Friends. And finally, uh, if you do wish to tweet at me, uh, you can do so on your Twitch devices with your opposable thumbs at uh, Montrose the Third. That's the number three R D. Thank you. Or later. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Montrose. You're welcome. And on that note, you can find us, of course, all over the web. We're, well, I mean, all over the web. We're all over 
<laughs> all over the place. We're on all the social media. That's medias. the way people talk still, right? Yeah, we're on the World Wide Web's. World, the, the information superhighway? Yep. You just go to, go to your internet browser and click the AOL cursor. It, you know? Yeah. Drag. Or you could ask you could ask Jeeves. Yeah, you could ask Jeeves. Where then you just us. drag Jeeves into the disk drive and hit eject. And then you just uh, turn the power on and you go into your Netflix queue. Okay. <laughs> No, we're on the on all the podcast apps. Uh, if you want to find us, our home base, of course, is Age of Radio. Big time! So you can go to ageofradio.org slash what were they thinking. You can also find us on Facebook. Just search for us there. We're on Twitter and Instagram at WWTT Podcast. We are also on Redbubble, TeePublic, um, and all that good stuff. Uh, Patreon.com slash WWTT Podcast. You can sign up there as well. Um, but other than all that, that is pretty much it. That is going to do it for us. Uh, Nathan, did you have any questions or final thoughts on Ghost Rider? Well, I mean, I don't know. Like, I guess maybe some thoughts. I mean, I mean, with a movie where Eva Mendes, um, you know, is not sure that she's pretty. Right. And, and it, and in a movie where they cast Peter Fonda instead of Lance Henriksen, I mean, I guess as I, the devil, I guess because of him being an easy rider. Maybe that's what they were going for. Um, but I mean, if that is the case, that would actually go a long way to prove or to answer uh, my question about that his casting, because I mean, if you have you know a, a devil. With the slick back hair and the gravelly voice, and, and and a walking stick and the boots and everything, and you don't cast Lance Henriksen. I I do need to ask you, what were they thinking? And what are you even doing? <laughs> what? Why are we? Do, why do we do this life, Lance Hendrickson? I didn't even think about it until you said it. He should have been in this movie. Oh, Nathan, I'm gonna just take you over to a corner here, real quick. <laughs> put on my copy of Pumpkinhead. Just put on my copy of Pumpkinhead. Okay, head. look, look, look at the pumpkin. Look at the pumpkin head. Oh, look at the okay. pumpkin head. He's getting revenge for his kid's murder. Oh, he's stabbing a guy with a gun. Look, stab him with a oh, gun. So, oh, so good. Oh, man. An old cowboy went riding out one dark and windy day. Up on a ridge he rested as he went along his way. When all at once a mighty herd of red-eyed cows he saw plowing ragged skies and up a cloudy draw their brands were still on fire and their hooves were made of steel their horns were black and shiny and their hot breath he could feel a bolt of fear went through him as they thundered through the sky for he saw the riders coming hard and he heard their mournful cry. Yippee, I. Oh.